Controlling Lust The Bible teaches that we are not to lust after something that is not ours. It also teaches that what we put into our minds influences who we become. If a man even looks at a woman, other than his wife, with the intent to be with her sexually, he has committed adultery. We do not understand that to mean a man will never find other women attractive. Rather, we are to limit how we respond to those natural attractions by controlling both our thoughts and our actions. It's true that our world bombards us with sexual images, but it is our choice whether to pursue these images or resist them. So how can we keep our mental life pure? First, we fill our sexual thoughts with creative pictures of sexual activity with our spouse. Further, we avoid sexually explicit material that is pornographic in nature, and we make ourselves accountable to someone if we can't control these impulses by ourselves. All of these things take discipline, but they are essential if we are to maintain a pure thought life and a healthy, fulfilling sex life with our mate. Written by Clifford and Joyce Penner. Welcome to the Lock Pop Talks podcast. I am your host, Tyree Wilson. And whether you are a man or a woman who is either married, separated, standing for your marriage or divorce, this podcast is here to support you. Hey, you guys, it's Tyree, and thanks for joining the podcast for today. Guys, I hope you enjoyed um, the prayer devotional reading for today. Um, big shout out to the authors who wrote the book. Of course, it's in the Bible. I did not quote the passages that were referenced for the text that I just read. I've got to get back to doing that. So I'm going to do a little bit better with that as far as the podcast is concerned. I did not want to take too long with today's episode. So I want to get right into controlling your lust. I want to get into the mind of a man, seeing as though I am a man on the show, <laughs> get into the mind of a man who um, had issues with controlling lust and, and my own personal journey and what I had to do to get through it. And um, it's not as clean cut as, you know, you may have come to be accustomed to as far as like content from other creators and stuff like that. It's really a messy piece of work. Um, so if you are, let's say, for example, you are a guy and you're having trouble with controlling your lust. There are some men, like to put it in, in context, there's some men who have messaged me in the past, not saying recently, but who have messaged me in the past, who have mentioned that they miss their wives or their prodigal spouses, girlfriends, fiancés, you know, the whole spectrum, right? To the point where they're lusting after them. And they're trying and they have asked me in the past, what do I do to control those urges for my spouse? Um, and the reason that they ask those questions is they don't want to come off as pushing their their sexual urges on someone who does not uh, share the same sentiment, like their spouse, like their ex-spouse or whatever the case may be. For the guys that are listening to this podcast, if you're going through this I want you to know, first of all, I understand like what it is. I trust me. I know I consider my wife 
attractive. You know, I consider her attractive even before we were married and all that stuff. I consider her, she's, you know, attractive. You consider your wife or your ex-wife or your girlfriend or whatever, you consider them attractive. So it's only natural that you want to do those things you've always done with them or wanted to do with them. And let's say now that's just not happening. You don't, you know, you're so far removed from her level of 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 closeness and intimacy and attraction that you actually have no clue as to how to um, navigate that situation, initiate that situation. First and foremost, I'll tell you right now, if that is what's happening in your marriage, initiation is not going to come from you. So pass on that for now. It's not going to come from you. It's going to come from your spouse. If that if that type of behavior is going to continue, it's going to come from her. Second thing is, if you have a problem with controlling yourself around your spouse, I want you to know that your your lust is not about is not only about your attraction to her. It's about it can be and I pray it's not, but it can be about your ability to control her in a different way, in, in a more carnal way, not necessarily controlling like her behavior or controlling her choices or controlling her time and money, whatever, the, you know, that crap. But you want to be the one who brings her to that that sexual euphoria. You know, you want to see the faces that she makes, the the oohs and the ahs and the coos and the giggles, whatever it is that you do that she, that you do to her that turns her on. Just seeing a woman bask in her sexual energy and her sexual light that is a form of elation for a man and it can be for you and so i get a little excited with talking about that stuff because it's natural you know there's nothing wrong with that i get natural natural high talking about that stuff and you probably get natural high thinking about that with your spouse or whatever like that if your spouse doesn't light you up side note if if your spouse doesn't light you up about things like that and you are with them and uh you know maybe things are not that bad you need to get back in there let her know or let him know Hey, you turn me on, so let me do the things. But anyway, <laughs> if you're having a hard time with that, it's okay to first acknowledge that with yourself. Um, you have to do what you have to do to get past wanting to control her. Why do you, you know, besides sexual uh, performance and sexual satisfaction, why do you want her like that? Is she combative? You know, does your does your does your spouse or prodigal spouse, does she challenge you? You know, how often does she challenge you? How often does she um, rebel against you? You're sexually lusting after her because there's some form of control that she is not giving up or submission. She's not giving up to you and it's making you want her even more. Now, this is a dangerous game because the longer she does that, obviously, you're going to lose interest. And, um, you know, for a to be quite honest, for a lesser form of man, he's going to go you're going to go somewhere else. You know, I'm not saying that's you, but lesser men will go somewhere else to get what they what they feel like they're deserving of and what they need when they feel like the sexual part of their relationship is not being fulfilled. And, um, you know, I just pray that you aren't one of those guys. And if you have indulged in that situation, I pray you come out of it because there's nothing there for you um, besides the couple minutes of fun. There's nothing there's nothing there for you. Um, so you lust after your wife or, or you have uh, an insane attraction to her. What else is the motivation behind that? Like, are you, to be quite honest, are you guys, are you watching? Are you engaged in some level of, of, you know, adult entertainment? Um, you've got to get past that form of adult entertainment. And I'm going to tell you why. Consider adult entertainment, basically the mistress 
right, that you have had in your marriage, if you use if you've used adult entertainment to that extent, that is another mistress in your life. You know why? Because you can pick her up. You can call. You can uh, you can do all the things. You can watch all the nastiest stuff that they have out there. The raunchiest type of material is out there for you. Right. And you have no commitment to it. You could turn it off and go on about your day. Um a couple minutes here and there and you're good to go. But what you're doing is you're robbing yourself, man. You're robbing yourself of what intimacy, what touch, what communication really is. And uh, if you're with your spouse while engaging in that type of uh, material, even with your woman there, you're losing touch with what intimacy really is. Women, if you're watching that porn with your man I, and I said it, I said the P word. Ah, <laughs> I said it. If you are engage with your man and that is part of the game like that's cool in a way but you don't want to rely on that and i've seen that i've been a part of it it's a slippery slope you don't want that to be a part of the reason why you guys connect i understand spicing up the 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 relationship spicing up the bedroom no problem with that but i've seen it when couples literally turn to that as the catalyst to uh getting in the mood with one another and there is going to be a loss in intimacy. There's going to be a loss in connection because that third leg, it's like, you know, that other version of your spouse you're, you're waiting to, to uh, reconnect with seems to be only viable and, and obtainable through the adult entertainment. These things are great and it's so easy to find these things. It's so easy. That's the problem. It's so easy to, to employ these these things. But I'm telling you, they're not going to help you in the long run. It's not going to help you when the, when, the, when your relationship is strained. It won't help you. Fellas, in order to get over the controlling lust for your spouse uh, or, or any woman, to be quite honest, is ask yourself, why am I thinking like that? Like, what am I? Do I feel like, you know, I'm not getting enough? Do I, you know, do I feel or do I think that? What I'm getting isn't what I truly want or are you or what you're getting? Is it not satisfying you? And there's nothing wrong with admitting that to yourself. You know, these things are not satisfying to you, but it could be um, there's a lot of there could be quite possibly some things lacking in your life and the control you may feel is slipping from you like your your marriage and the stability of your marriage that you need control of something. So. That might be one of the easiest things, like what you eat, what you drink, when you sleep, working and your um, your sexual satisfaction that those are the things. So for men, um, recognize those things that will help you try to figure out and dissect. Why are you engaged in this type of um, uh, in this type of activity? Now, I'm not saying that you should stop altogether. I think that you should wean yourself off of that and give yourself some grace. You know, a few days of checking, you know, I haven't done it. And this, you know, I haven't done it like that without the extra factors added in over a couple days or, or a week or two or something like that. And just kind of track yourself. I know it's my bad. The speaker died there. So there might not be, um, there may not be a catch all know all to, to, it, totally removing the use of adult entertainment in your life, but give yourself some time to kind of really track like, okay, I can go, you know, one day or two days, or I'm going three days. Oh, I went five days and then a week or something like that. And the reason why I want you guys to to work on doing that, because honestly, porn is going to sap 
and suck all of your energy, all of your creative energy, all of your focus, because all you're going to be doing is concentrating on how to raise your dopamine levels, the, the happy feelings in your brain that come from that sexual act. Your brain is not going to get enough of it. So you're just going to keep going back and be careful because that can lead to an addiction. Now, the same thing could be said for the ladies. Ladies, if you hear the podcast, I'm so sorry that you guys stuck in there that long for to hear the men's side of things. But and you probably heard it everywhere else because, you know, we like to talk about or the media likes to talk about the weaknesses of men and stuff like that. However, for the ladies, I know that women connect to men a lot differently and for a lot of different reasons. So if you are standing for your spouse, I, I also feel too that a lot of women, not feel, but I've heard a lot of men, women do miss their husbands. They do miss their spouse, especially the, the standing spouse. They miss their prodigal spouse. Like they, they feel like if nothing else, the sexual connection because of how she feels and thinks about him, the the sexual connection is still huge, 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 huge. She, I've seen women who can deal with the harsh words that their man share with them, with the harsh behaviors. I've seen it, and they still lean on wanting to sleep with their husbands. And, um, you know, they're out there. It may not be many of them, but they're out there. And I've seen, like, if that connection was there, then they would be it would be all good. However, I know, too, at the same time, it's embarrassing for a woman to to come out with that type of information, you know, to share that type of information. That's why I do not drop names. Um, it's embarrassing for a woman to be in her light to for a woman to be as attractive as she can possibly be to have a man who once wanted her in so many different ways to all of a sudden he wanted nothing to do with her or even worse. The fact that he's still sleeping with her and he's entertaining another woman. These are tough things for any of us, man or women, man or woman to have to deal with, especially on that level. So for the ladies, how do you control your lust? It's my, my opinion. My opinion, my advice is the same thing is I would check as to why you're feeling that you cannot control your list. I've seen women who who will look towards another man or a group of men or a type of man while she's with her husband, though she may not tell anybody that she's attracted because that's unrealistic, you know, not to be attracted to anyone else besides your spouse. That's unrealistic. However, choosing to test the waters, choosing to flirt, you know, get on the edge without really falling over and stuff like that. That is just temptation. That's not that's not a loss of control. That's temptation. That's all temptation. And it's easier for a woman now not to say it's a knock on the women who listen to the podcast or any woman who's out there who knows about this podcast or anything like that to say that, you know, that women are just as voracious as as men in the bedroom. Um, I believe that they are. But. Every woman is not a hoe. (laughs) <laughs> they're not hoes, you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know however, however else to say it. They're not, not every woman is like that. There are a lot of women who have, and they're very vocal. They're almost, you know, they're easily accepted in, in our society for whatever reason they are, but, you know, you know, liberation and rebellion and freedom and all of that. So that type of behavior is, uh, it's in, it's, it comes off as encouraged. And so that really sends a skewed message to the men that women are just as easily easy to access in the bedroom as the woman on the block or or that 
that girl who, uh, you know, who sells her body. You're, you're just as accessible. You know, if the man plays his cards right, well, then he goes out for the woman, and, that, and that's the issue. But anyway, these are, these are the things that are there. To know them is great, but they're not really helping. You know why? Because to for a woman who, who cannot control her lust, it's the same thing as the men. Where is the control? I'm feeling a loss of control in my life somewhere, whether it be a self-esteem issue, it could be family, you know what I'm saying? It could be all of those things, all of those tropes and cliches that people talk about. Those things are real, man. They're not cliches for for nothing. Those are real. And there's a reason why um, somebody could be doing it. However, what is not talked about, what isn't talked about much is about why a woman would um, participate in having an issue with having um, her her controlling lustful spirit. And that's because some women love power. They love power so much that because of the era that we're in, they're not seeing power from the men, you know? So they emulate what power is to them. And for some women who feel like they have no say, they have no word in their lives, they are they feel insecure, really. Insecure is the big word, man. It's a it's a hot word, but insecure. And in order to reestablish their power, reestablish their strength, reestablish their like anything, some women engage in lustful behavior to regain their power, to to feel the sense of power. And it all comes from the brain just loving the high levels of dopamine, the injections of dopamine. And they'll continue to do it and continue to do it until they feel like they don't need to anymore or what what was once a lack in their psyche or a lack in their life has now been fulfilled. It's like a filler, you know, and women who lust after their husbands, their happiness, their dopamine love came from that man, from wanting them in so many ways and in so many uh, uh, factors and so many like uh, just sexual fantasies to be the center of the thing that he wants. Those come from the high, high levels of dopamine, which unfortunately, if you're standing for your spouse, you may not be receiving anymore. Don't look at another man looking for the lustful fantasy, because I'll tell you what, lady, I'll tell you what, sis. There's nothing there. And you know that there's nothing there. Women, too, can sleep with a man and it's just. She knows like he's there for this and that's it. She knows she does not have to connect with him mentally or even spiritually. She doesn't need to connect with him. My personal opinion is that I don't see women as capable of of doing that long term while being in a relationship and or while being uh, single and working towards a relationship. That, that I don't see that happening long term. At some point, I've seen it, the, the need or the want to be in a relationship, the want to grow herself as an individual, um, that comes eventually. And then all of those using men and allowing herself to be used, that comes to a screeching halt. Because at some point, the game is over, okay? You, you've played, it was fun while it lasted, but there's nothing there. And they get out, and they get out of it. You know, I don't know how long, but they they get out of it. It happens in cycles. Some people can cut it off at a certain age. Um, 
you know, you're in a ripe age of like 28 to 34, you know, even if you're a little bit older, the sexual energy that men and women have comes from a totally different era. Like if they say for men, what is it um, that men reach their sexual peaks in their 20s or something like that, which I, I don't know about all that. I mean, sexual performance peak, probably sexual energy, probably. But as far as skills and techniques and, and drives and control, I think a man is more so in his somewhere between mid 30s to early 40s, somewhere in there. Um, you're going to find there, there's a man who has stepped into his complete um, his complete frame of his sexual lifestyle, orientation, energy, spirit, whatever you want to call it, the juice, whatever it is. He's there. That man is there. Um, they say that women reach their their peaks at about, you know, anywhere between the 30s and 40s and stuff like that. Well, OK, um, sure. <laughs> Why not? Women reach their sexual peaks. I have seen women. I don't know about sexual peaks, but I have seen women who like for the men when they step into who they are and, and their career or whatever, their professional life or their home life. And they're content and happy with who they are as a person. And they learn to love and trust without worrying about uh, without having to worry or worry themselves about what what uh market or value other people place on them i've seen a woman who can step who steps into and i can visualize this woman who steps into her sexual energy her sexual light she does not use it she doesn't she doesn't need to weaponize it she has no need to use it as a form of manipulation but she definitely knows that the man that she shares herself with right the man that she shares herself with that man gets to be himself and she gets to be herself when they're in the bedroom and that too can be an amazing experience. So where do I, you know, place, where do I place, you know, sexual energy as far as men and women and the ability to reconnect somewhere between the thirties and early and, and almost mid forties, somewhere, somewhere in there without the use of like drugs and, and uh, a extra activity to be used in order to heighten senses and all that. You're right there because you know what you can do. She know what she can do. Um, and you guys connect on a level that is amazing. And I do believe that some women find that more so with their husbands um, than complete strangers. That's just me. <laughs> so that's that's my point with that. Lust. You guys controlling lust. For me, because I said I told you I was going to share a part of my story. My ability or inability to control my lust came from a, a lack of control within my marriage. I do not blame anyone. I don't blame my spouse. I do not blame her. I blame myself because I hate things change, you know, in a relationship. Dynamics change or, or people change. And the person you're with now was not the person you were with five years ago. They have changed. You've allowed them to change and they done moved on. Same thing happens to you. You've changed. However, if you are not feeling you, you, you've given up controlling your life, you're in roles that you never, you know, quite signed up for. People tell you, you know, uh, a marriage isn't, you know, 100 percent happiness all the time. And no one should really care about that. That shouldn't be the goal. I understand that as well. Totally understand that. However, if you have allowed yourself and which I did, I allowed myself to enter into and accept a role that was not fulfilling to me. It, it fulfilled my spouse. It fulfilled my family. Um, it fulfilled 
the the idea of what a man, especially a black man, like what a man is for his family. And for a lot of those things, I was more than willing to do those things. I was happy to do them. But when I felt that there was no reinvestment in me as a as a man, I didn't want to do those things. You know, I felt like something's off. The, the, the scales have been tipped in a way that makes no sense. Um, there's no there's none of that. Like there's no going back for me. And it wasn't always necessarily in the bedroom. It was things that were happening outside the bedroom that by the time I got in the bedroom, well, what was the point? You know, I was completely deflated all day long and now I, it's time to perform. There's no performance. And that, that goes for anybody, man or woman. You can't, you can't, I couldn't allow so much mental anguish and then be expected to perform in the bedroom. It wasn't that I had a problem with performance. Heck no. It just I wasn't in my power all day and that power did not translate to the bedroom. So if I if my if if only in the bedroom I was allowed to access that power, well then the other 90% of my day I'm not stepping into my power. So the scales didn't make any sense. For a man you it, for men with certain levels of control, you got to get in there. You got to have it you, from the moment you wake up. See, my problem is I always considered my power to come from my wife because that was like, that's what I could see. I could see the things I did with her. I could see that it had an effect. That's where my power came from. It's the exact same thing in some of my podcasts. I talk about basketball or riding a bike or, or running or walking or lifting weights. A man has to see those things. He has to feel those things. That is in him. And for a long time, I wasn't taking responsibility of my own power. So when it was transferred to the bedroom, I had nothing to I had nothing to pull on. Or if I did, I pulled on it, but it was only for so long. So even after what happened, I wasn't in my power. That's no one's fault. That's no one's fault but my own. And I allowed myself to sit like that and sit in self-pity and all of that. That wasn't the way. And then I would look for, you know, pornographic images and videos and all of that. And you know what happened after using those things? I didn't feel any better. I didn't feel any more powerful. I probably gave the same amount of performance with that as I was in the bedroom. Because my my power came from the 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 quick images and, and videos and and you know hearing and visualizing my wife but only being in my power for oh so oh so long and then it was over control your lust but find other ways for you to find to get and access your power and your strength get in there because if you don't you're giving it up to someone else. You're giving it up to something, a, a void that has no intentions of paying you back, of reinvesting in you. This goes for both brothers and sisters. There is something you're missing that is not allowing you to access your strength more in a, in a bigger percentage of your day. What do you have to do? That's what I want you to guys to think about tonight. What do you have to do to get back there if this is your issue? I mean, you know what? Even if it isn't your issue, why aren't you out there trying to figure out 
how to step more into your light. Because I tell you what, if you think that you're going to go out there and you're going to tell everyone else to kiss your behind, or you're going to go out there and pretend that all of a sudden you're a beta or slash alpha male, and you run the show and you're going to start, you know, you're going to start a pissing contest with people and, and ladies, you're going to start being catty and, and, and clicky and stuff like that. No, 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 no. I know it's easy. That's real easy, especially in the world we live in now. That's real easy to start either one of those behaviors. It's so easy, but that is downright lazy. It's pure D laziness. You want to step into that light? You want to have a little bit more fun and more control over your sexual side? Or if you're struggling with controlling your lust, start with yourself. Start at home and be serious. Take yourself serious. I promise you when you do, your confidence will it will it will spill over into areas that you didn't think you needed more confidence, but you'd be surprised with the human with the mind can do with a little bit more energy and a different perspective and a little more insight. Control your lust, you guys. That's going to do it for today. Hopefully, I didn't talk your ears off. I know I said I was going to be here for a little while. I'm looking at the clock, and it's like 27 minutes of recording. What the heck, man? And um, as always, you guys, this is still just my opinion. This is still just a podcast. It's still just advice. If you guys find something better that you can use, I, I implore you, please use it. I implore you to use it. You know, I, I, I'm i not the man. I'm just a man. But if this helped you in any way, let me know down in the comment section. You are always free to e- email me, DM me, and also send in your prayer request. Why not? Right. As long as you're not afraid, you know, <laughs> of having having your your prayers read out loud or said out loud. I don't mind it. But thank you guys for tuning in. And I'll see you next time. Hey, my listener, thank you for tuning in to this episode of Lotpot Talks. Remember, you can subscribe to the podcast and website over at www.tyreewilson.com. When you visit and subscribe, you get a free seven-day prayer devotional journal for you to keep. If you want to work one-on-one with me, you only need to email me, DM, or message me, and I will get in contact with you about how we can get started. Have a great rest of your day, and God bless. Mm-hmm.